This is Blythe Baines, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. It's 9.27 a.m. The 21st of uh, April. Yachtly crew is leaving tomorrow. Uh, By the way, you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. Thanks for tuning in. So Yachtly crew is leaving tomorrow for uh, Bakersfield. The... It's called the Keep Calm Jamboree. And it's already sailed out, as we like to say. That's on the 22nd. And then on the 23rd, another sailed out show uh, is our whiskey show. Directly after that. And uh, so we've got a new song coming out. Sex on the Beach. I'm sure it'll be on Spotify before you know it. And yeah can listen to it might even be on iTunes so uh, I'm on my way right now to Big Lots same place where I was actually looking for a candle I'm up going on my way up here I don't know what I was thinking do not know what I was thinking but um, I spilled some coffee on my keyboard on my laptop keyboard and now uh, I, 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 as I was trying to type things, so I, what I did was I, 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 I accidentally spilled it on there. I start pat, I start patting it down with the paper towel. So then what I did was I, I put it in sleep mode. I put it upside down. So I figured if I put it upside down, then whatever water is there kind of near the surface, it'll just dribble out and, and then there it is. Um, I'm just walking past a couch that just so happens to be out in the middle middle of the sidewalk here with a bunch of clothes on it. Isn't that interesting? So many things just happen around your world and you go, what is the moment before? And what was the moment after? How did that get there? Why did it get there? Why was it left there? Who brought it there? What went on there? So many questions. This whole world is a mystery to crack wide open, including the mystery of my keyboard. I was going into panic mode. I was allowing myself to get into that limited, three-dimensional, you know, illusion of the... the illusion of the... um, of the... of the earthling stuck trapped in this you know in this limited scope to reality I was allowing myself to dip into that mindset and I had to go oh 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 come on come on come on come on it's like that person who's like you see in the, in the movies the person is like they're like don't fall asleep Johnny don't fall asleep if you fall asleep Johnny you're definitely gonna die you know and it's like the bank robbers Maybe some kind of like Reservoir Dogs or something. The guy, you know, something's happening. He's fading fast. Come on, Johnny, stay awake. And he's slapping him on the cheeks. That's kind of what I had to do to myself in this situation because I immediately panicked because all my stuff's on a computer. And then there's a code. There's a passcode on the computer where it's like, okay, well, you know, you got to enter your passcode before you can even open up the computer. See, when you get these brand new computers, you probably know this these days, you know, there's... 
I'm, I haven't, I haven't, you know, I don't have a Mac. I've got a PC. So I don't know if this happens for Macs too. But at least for the PCs, what's crazy is, um, what's crazy is with the PCs is that they, they want you to register like email addresses and like all this stuff rather than the olden days of just, okay, here's the computer. Here you go. Bam. Hook it up. There you go. So, yeah, so it requires this passcode just to open up, just to actually get into whatever files I got on my computer, just to see the desktop. So the H key, every time I was hitting the H key, or no, every time I was hit the U U key, it would hit the U and the H. But when I hit the H, it didn't hit the H. So I was trying to, like, I was trying to use my passcode again, and this thing, it just wasn't letting me. And then I thought, oh, God, why did I forgot the pass, you know, I got to say, well, I forgot the passcode. What happens then? So somehow, somehow it worked. Somehow it worked out. And I'm realizing I need to get an external keyboard to plug into this thing. I was working on a project. This is the other, like, frustrating thing about it is that, like, I got into a groove. You know, I've been kind of, to be honest with you, I've been procrastinating. Yes, I've been creating. I've been creating, creating things. Yes. The thing that I've really been wanting to 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 work on and and to figure out these very specific projects, I've just been putting off because I've been a little intimidated by them. And one of them was this idea of sort of you know for a long time, and I still do. I, I always dreamed of like the idea of wow, Yachtly Crew action figures, Yachtly Crew trading cards, and uh, so I thought, and I can't remember if I said this in the last episode or not, but I thought you know this would be really cool. What I could do is because I like to airdrop people i'll airdrop them on airplanes i'll usually stand i'll i'll you know as people are coming into the venue when they come to see our shows i'll be standing out in front and i'll you know airdrop these people as they're walking in and uh so i thought this would be great i can airdrop so i'll draw the guys each of the guys they'll have their own thing they'll say yachtly crew on it and they'll say guitars tommy Bowie." You know, Yali Crew, uh, keyboards, Stony Shores. So I want to have that and give those to the guys in case they decided that maybe they wanted to airdrop their personal their personal uh, trading card. And if not, no, no big deal. That was something I was thinking about doing. So I I got into the groove. You know, I was in that groove. It's usually the idea of starting the project is what keeps people from it. Isn't that interesting? It's always that idea of, of, of breaking the surface, the idea of ju- be jumping into a pool. Do you jump into the pool or do you dip your toe in there? And you go, oh, okay, well, all right, now my toe can, can you know, uh, handle that kind of temperature. Let's go for my ankle. All right, okay, okay, all right, let's go up to the kneecap. Some people get into the pool like that. I sometimes get into the pool like that. Sometimes you just go cowabunga, jump off the diving board, give yourself a big, you know, cannonball. Sploosh. Sploosh, baby. So that's what I, once once I did that, once I actually dove into the pool of creating this art project, then things were moving along, of course. I was inviting it in. I was giving it room. I was giving it space. I was allowing for it to interact with me and through me, co-create it with me. And uh, so 
now here I am. Uh, I had to put a pause on it. I mean, I was really in it. I was in, in the thing. My theory is too, I think some, uh, another reason why sometimes people don't start projects is that they don't want to keep getting stopped or, or, you know, they don't want that momentum to get halted as it's flowing. Um, so, you know, that was the thing. I think that was probably jangling around the back of my brain. I think because I, that was jangling about, around the back of my brain, you know, did I realize that I actually invited that reality into my system. You know, I was putting off doing this thing because um, I knew it was going to be a big project, so to speak. And as a result of that, um, you know, as a, hello. Oh, hey, by the way, where would, where would, uh, keyboards be for like, computer? computer? Yeah. Follow that wall boss all the way straight down. Oh, cool. All Thank all you. Uh-huh. All right. So, yeah, that's what happened. So once I just took my own advice, I go, well, let's just dive into this. Um, then things were things were better things were much better alright I am here now looking for this keyboard um, I'll talk to you later we'll talk more later thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto okay very excited here I pick a, picked up a keyboard it's got a wire on it um, very excited very excited to see how this uh, how this evolves in this situation here. Let's see if I can simultaneously carry the keyboard, talk to you, and and drink my Rockstar. All right, there we go. All right. Oh. Um. Wow. Sure does good. Tastes good. Now, what's in the Rockstar? I was, I was looking at some uh, Instagram posts where they were showing the differences between our brand, like the ingredients that are in, let's say, our version of Heinz ketchup, and what the UK allows for the ingredients in there. They have harsher restrictions on things. Um, the US does not. You know, it's so funny. A lot of times we think we're the most sophisticated in a lot of this stuff. Um, we're really not. So, just know, no matter who claims to be the authority on stuff, no matter who claims to know all the answers, remember, these are human beings we're talking about here. Fallible human beings. Fallible human beings who are driven by their belief systems driven by you know their 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 trusted um, let's say donors poker buddies um, um, allies etc etc and so forth to, to say certain things and to put certain information out there so that's why 
It's always important to follow our personal compass, our personal barometer of authenticity. Take it to the limit. See how far it'll go. So I had this revelation today. I realized, well, I realized, well, you know, maybe the reason me going up here again is not so much uh, the reason for me to get the, you know, maybe getting the keyboard is not the reason for me to go up there. Maybe it's a different reason entirely. You know, maybe it's a different reason entirely. We don't know what those other reasons are. We never know what else is going to pop up and give us the information that we're subliminally looking for. It's funny, um, so I created that short film called Santanitas. I like to call it a Christmas movie, Christmas detective movie. And uh, it's on YouTube. San, Santa Natas. All one word, Santanatas. Or you could call it Santanatas. Santanatas. It's up to you. If you'd like to watch it, it's fun. It's about five minutes long. And I made it <clears throat> just improvised while I was um, going to Kaichung. Oh no, there's a slow walking woman. I keep trying to avoid her. I try to avoid her at this... Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll take a different route home. There's a slow-walking woman. You know, women more than anyone else these days are very, 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 very paranoid of men. Yes, I'm sure there's a lot of them who've had their personal experiences. uh, And there are even more that are driven by whatever their favorite TV shows, movies, uh, their favorite... um, organizations tell them to think or believe, of course. So there's a lot of terror in the minds and the eyes of women when they think of men. So as a result of that, men have to really downplay, you know, kind of, we got to shrink into this, like, like, how unthreatening can I get? How unthreatening can I get? And then in swoops the hashtag queens... You know, hashtag boss babe, hashtag strong woman. And then she's like, oh, well, guys, you know, I just walk all over them. They have no backbones. Huh. All right. So, all right. So you gotta, you gotta, you don't know. You don't know what that barometric pressure is. Now, the interesting thing is this really, these kinds of things, it really helps you weed out what you prefer, what you don't prefer. Uh, It's been implanted in our brains, that idea of the hard-to-get mentality. It's funny because even though that's that's blasted into our brains, the idea of the hard-to-get mentality, I'm going to chase the women who just seem the least bit interested in me and negate my ideas, negate the things that are important to me, 
but I'm really vying for her attention. I really, you know, I really want to get her in the sack, man. I really want her to just be enthralled with me. Okay, and then what? Then what? After your 10 seconds of bliss, and you've uh, ejaculated, you've shared an orgasm with this woman, now, then what? Then what? Another notch on the bedpost? So, we have simultaneously this idea of uh, playing hard to get, and at the same time, because, okay, the idea of play hard to get, it's this thing that you think, oh, there's no way that could happen, but let's try it. Okay, all right, cool, 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 cool. Let's use that same mindset. Let's move that, scoot that over towards our hopes and our dreams for us, us, ourself. Rather than chasing the girl, why, why, why are we not chasing our self for its affection? And guess what? The it, the, the thing that we're trying to get the, the affection from, it's us. We're the ones who are giving ourselves the permission to do so. You know? That really is... I mean, I would think when you're, you're lying on your deathbed and you're thinking back on your life... Sure, you might think about all the wonderful uh, sexcapades that you experienced. All the beautiful breasts you have seen with your eyes. That you've touched with your hands throughout your life. Perhaps you're thinking about that. No, oh, yeah, well, that's great. But what really are you thinking about? If you fulfilled your dreams. If you were true to yourself. If you were authentic. If you were... It's like... Here we have all these ideas that are right there going, hey, please, please, pick me, pick me, pick me, use me, try me. No, 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 no. We're going to push all of you off to the side. I want the hardest. I want to be tortured in creating this art project. Don't you understand? Don't you understand? Imagine, and of course, look at this. I just saw a penny on the ground. Every time I see a penny, this is the song I sing. I pick it up. This is the song I sing. I'm a money magnet, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm a money magnet, thank you. Well, I think this dude's taking a leak over by the wall. See, there's all kinds of stuff going on in the world that you just don't know. You know, you just don't know how to interact, react, uh, etc. and so forth. In uh, the various circumstances out there in the world. What do you do? You turn into the social justice warrior. Hey, you're killing the environment. You're pissing on the, you're pissing on the plants. You're you're contributing to the death of humanity. Do I leave him alone? Do I say, hey, I don't know what this person is capable of. You know, are they at the end of their rope? Are they looking for a fight? Are they waiting to use those taekwondo skills that they've been honing in on? they've been sharpening over X amount of years. Are they just looking for an excuse to use those to use those karate kicks? Um, but then again, that calls into play the idea of, okay, what, what am I choosing to allow into my environment? Am I moving in ways that are preferable to me? And can I allow myself to not feel shame for moving in the directions of my preferences? And why would I feel shame? Hmm. Well, 
if you're listening to your friends and family or your favorite news sources, political organizations, et cetera, et cetera, telling you, well, you're terrible if you're not doing this. You're horrible if you're not doing that. Or, hey, everybody, go, 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 go uh, pile drive these, these people. Uh-oh, go get that vegan. They're trying to eat only... They're, yeah, they're trying not... They're, they're trying to destroy the meat industry. Oh, my God, go, go, go make fun of the vegans. Hurry up. Go get the, make fun of the vegans. We got to let off some steam. We can't, we can't make fun of uh, any of these, these groups anymore. Uh, these cults have turned into cultures now, so it's, so it's out of control. Uh, find something that, um, uh, the, you know... Yeah, let's find them. Oh, the, the vegans and the hipsters. Let's keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, just keep hammering on those. Those are safe zones. Those are the safe zones. Make fun of the people. Make fun of the people. Make the people a punchline. The ones who choose not to eat food that was once breathing. Right? Let's make fun of the people who want to just simply live off the land in accordance with Mother Nature. Let's make fun of those people. Hardcore. Why? Uh, why am I doing this? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, because my favorite political, my favorite organization is telling me to, this is some, yeah, that, oh, yeah, Kimmel. Kimmel did a punchline on it. Did you see that, Kimmel? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I'm just repeating what Kimmel said. Yeah. Oh, but also Fallon. They're making fun of vegans on Fallon, too. So I'm going to, I better, uh, and then I heard this funny thing. Yeah, this whole thing on NPR. Oh, they were really making fun of vegans. So, yeah, I'm on board to make fun of the vegans because, uh, you know, uh, it's fine for me to eat my T-bone steaks, but it's not fine for you to eat a, uh, a vegetable patty. That's not good. That's not good. No, I can't stand it that you are eating vegetable patties. But I need for you... I need for you to allow for me to eat my T-bone steak. Yeah, I'm going to need you to allow for me to eat that T-bone steak. But no, 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 You cannot eat those vegetable patties without getting made fun of. So just to let you know, it's a one-way street here, pal. One-way street. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on a second. My favorite political organizations and news channels are telling me something different now. Oh, 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 I see. That doesn't seem so bad. Oh, now they're using the word plant-based. Oh, yeah. Well, that sounds less. That, yeah, that's that. Yeah. Okay, no. They're all encouraging plant-based things now. Okay, no. Yeah, I'll jump on that. Yeah, I'm eating plant-based these days. I'm eating plant-based. Oh, you're eating plant-based? Yeah, yeah, I'm eating plant-based. What, what, uh, what, where did you arrive to that decision? Oh, I saw this thing on The View, and they, and they were really talking about the importance of it, and one of my favorite, uh, co-hosts on there she really you know she really talked it up and um you know i believe i believe in her because she's a queen she's got uh stamped on eyebrows eyelashes uh three feet long cheek fillers fake lips uh you know etc and so forth i'm going to listen to this plastic woman point me in the direction of, of what I need to do. Not the people, not the people who've been out there in the field, who've been doing this, who's, who've been trying to show me all this time, but no, I'm going to listen to this lady. <laughs> oh. See, see, this is what happens. See, this is what happens when you find yourself frustrated with one thing. And does this all trickle down to the keyboard? I don't know. The keyboard, the keyboard with my coffee spilled into it is just giving me an excuse to rant and rave about other things that 
have just been on thin ice with me, if you, if you will. <laughs> and, and then one must ask, well, Kurt, is it worth giving your attention to? Is it worth getting bothered by? You know, yes, because you can see through the illusion and, and these other folks cannot. Um, and they don't see their own hypocrisy. See, this is the thing. When you're in authenticity, um, things like fads and trends, um, you see them for what they are. You actually see them for what they are. You're not caught up in the, in the, in the hypnosis. You're not caught up in the magic of what that represents by your, you know, most trusted sources telling you these things. Um, that's, that's, that's the, that's the interesting thing. You're going to go with the fads. You're going to go with it and not even realize that you're falling in line with this thing. But when you're in authenticity, you see through it and you go, hmm, that's yet another social const- uh, construct. Is that something I want to participate in? Do I want to give my energy to? There's little creatures running around up here. Two little squirrels running around up there. I saw a branch fall from the tree. Look at this, these squirrels. This is life right here. Running around in trees, having a blast. By the way, if you have not yet checked out the Pyramid of Leisure, check out the Pyramid of Leisure. It, it, it shows you just how important it is to be a creator, to be someone who's creating something, actively engaged in, in creating a dreamscape. I mean, that is, to me, how phenomenal is that? Artists are phenomenal beings. They're inviting, you know, I know it's a big, big word these days, vulnerability. Artists are vulnerable creatures, aren't they? They're inviting us to stomp around inside of their, uh, inside of a reality that came out of their brains. They're allowing the bulls to enter the china shop. They're allowing for the gentle minded uh, golden rule type brains also to enter that you know they're, they're allowing for those possibilities they just put their brains out there and all of a sudden it's like alright you can now enter this world that I've created here authenticity is where it's at. And if I continue to look at everything around me as a symbolic representation of how I feel about myself on the inside, I mean, I think that's the thing. Like, when I think about, I think that's why I get just, I get irked when I see hypocrisy within fellow spirits who are just only tuned into the fads, the trends, the stuff like that. They have no, when you're doing that, you're like the leaf in the wind. You have no, it's like the kite without the string. There's no, you cannot, there's no, they're not standing on anything. There's no solid ground. It's, it's like you've lost your North Star. Or we're just floating around in the ocean. And that's fine. And it also would be neat to know where you're going and how to get there. And so then people can trust you as a captain. 
when you tell your whole crew, you go, hey, we're all going in this direction. Everyone's like, yeah, I'm on board, I'm on board. And then throughout that journey, the journey becomes like the, the, the reason why people signed on to the idea ends up somehow melting away. And that no, lo- no longer is the thing that's holding them there. And all of a sudden, out something completely different than they were promised. So that's something. I know how many times I've been bothered when I go, whoa, I was hypocritical. I promised something and I didn't follow through with that. Why didn't I follow through with that? And I trace back and I go, oh my God, that was my ego putting out a promise at that time. Say, oh yeah, I could do that. But it falls down, you know, to that person who I'm saying that to, that's the top priority. They're going, whoa, they're excited. But to me, it's just kind of a lackadaisical, oh yeah, yeah, that'd be fun to do. You know, I'll do that. And so, you know, I'm just not being careful with their feelings, so to speak. Um, And so it's like, like, hey, dude, you said you'd do that thing. I'm excited about this thing. I'm ready for this thing. I created this thing. Um, Thanks to your idea, I move forward with it. And now what? You have not co-signed on it. Like, where's your, why, where's, are you holding up your side of it, you know? So that's what's so tricky. Entering any sort of relationship, partnership. Like, how we do anything is how we do everything, right? So examine the behaviors, examine the language, examine how many times this person had an intention and how many times they followed through with action. Examine those things and examine yourself. How many times have I followed through with action on my ideas? How many times? Oh, no. Did I throw away the receipt? No. No. I threw away the receipt. And, 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 and that was the whole point of me taking the receipt. Okay. Whew. All right, all right. I had my back. My past self had my future self's back. See, that's the other thing, too. The more that you can help out your future self by having your future self's back, the more that you can do to help out your future self, where you know that there have been instances, you can count them on your hands, toes, and fingers of how many times where you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, oh, boy, you know, and then you... and. You forgot about this, you forgot about that. You're like, oh gosh, if only, you know, everyone's trying to remind me like to do this stuff. It's like, gosh, I need to, you know, once you have your own back and you're going, I'm helping out my future self by doing this now. I'm going to take consideration of my future self and do this thing for him. And that's what I did. I knew that there was a good chance that somehow, somewhere along the way on my journey between going from big lots to here, I knew somewhere along the journey there was that possibility that I might possibly just forget and throw it in the trash. In fact, I think I did this with a, a check one time. Um, on my way to the bank. I did this one time with the check on the way to the bank. Like, what the hell, dude? So, you got to have your, your future self's back. And you go, all right, you know what? I'm going to help him out by putting this in my pocket my, my coat pocket in a place that I wouldn't ever normally put it. And, um, and 
and there you go. And then you can rest assured in that, knowing there's no way that my past self would have left me hanging. And you go, yeah, that's right. My, 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 I, my current self always has my future self's back. And what are some of the things I do to help out my future self? These things. These are the kinds of things I do to help out my future self. And remembering that. Oh, I'm going to try out this keyboard. Thank you for listening. Um, if any of this resonates with you, feel free to visit me on anchor.fm slash projecto and leave a message for me, and I'd love to put it onto the podcast. You can also call the hotline. The voice message on the podcast lets you do it up to a minute. If you call my hotline, 561-203-9179, um, that is a... Um, that you can leave a longer message. You can leave a longer message. If you call me through, if you leave, yeah, the, the voice message, um, the voice, voice message on Anchor, only one minute. Voicemail is probably, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what's the longest message I've ever received. Probably around two minutes. If you could tell me your stories, tell me your epiphanies, tell me your dreams, tell me if you have encountered any things I've been talking about. It's always nice to know when someone else out there in the world relates to ideas that you've had, things you've thought about. God, I'm so excited the keyboard works. Okay, so now the... Okay, so this is good. This is good to know. Oh my gosh. All right, all right. Wow, okay, this is very good. Whoo, whoo. Wow, man. Wow, man. It's been crazy. So now what? Now when I want to work on my keyboard, this will at least give me the opportunity to scoot all my files off of this. And isn't that interesting? About a month or two ago, uh, Jenny's fiance, Mike, gave me an old laptop. Or a laptop he doesn't use anymore. So maybe I'll just move everything over there. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto. I will be back. Here's your fun fact. All kittens are born with blue eyes. They begin to change color at about two weeks after their eyes open. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. Welcome back. It is 9.08 in the p.m. The 21st. Tomorrow morning we are leaving for Bakersfield. Um, okay, so something to harken back to, if you're still hanging out here with me, something to harken back to earlier was that idea of having our future selves back. Well, this is such a huge, phenomenal example 
and huge lesson for me to just keep on learning is there's this beautiful, I'll call it a crystal, this stone, this beautiful stone, polished, looks like marble, beautiful, that my friend Mary Milhone gave me. Uh, we shared a series of synchronicities when I saw her at the coach house. And um, I was about to tell her about the town of Jerome. I was about to tell her, because I was talking about um, like back cow cowboy days, you know, old westerns and stuff and saloons and um, how saloons, I think they doubled as brothels, didn't they? Because I think upstairs is where they had the rooms. So I was just telling Mary how the coach house reminded me of that. You know, I was like, this kind of, this reminds me of one of those old saloons because there are those booths up there, you know, and I can imagine the ladies taking the guys up there and go, hey, come on up here. Come on up here, darling. And I, I said, you know, I've been to one, because she goes, have you ever been to a brothel? You know, have you ever been to, I go, oh no. She goes, no, but like one of those like, you know, like old West ones or something. I go, you know what? There's this place I went to, and she goes, have you ever been to Jerome? And I go, I was just going to tell you I was in Jerome where I saw something like this. And so I'm like, that's a, a crazy. Of course you brought up Jerome. Of course, because I was having just tons of synchronicities. I was sharing, sharing tons of synchronicities with her. And, uh, and I just felt like, well, okay, she's very familiar to me. So... So she, so she goes, I have a really cool stone from Jerome, stone from Jerome. And I said, whoa, that's cool. That's awesome that you happen to have some, that, you know, that you happen to have that. That's so cool. Here we are talking about Jerome. You have it. Well, she ends up giving it to me. And so basically a lot of the shows that I've been doing, I've been leaving that stone in my back pocket. I said, you're going to be with me in spirit when I'm on these shows and so I'll put the stone in my back pocket and so we had a and I didn't know how to tell her this I really didn't know how to tell her this I was I was really just going okay I'll find it in the meantime because I know I'm going to see her again at the coach house when we go back out there I think in June and I thought okay okay something something it's going to emerge somewhere but this one show that we had at this particular um where was it where was it lake house it was the lake house um in town was that san juan capistrano no san marcos san marcos when we were out there uh and i saw tom mcguire from the grace band which is the elvis tribute band he's a guy who brings out scarves for elvis um when we were out there the green room that we had where the where we were getting dressed was separated from the other room and in the other room like families and wives and girlfriends were in that room and we're like well all right well it's, at least there's this area over here and there's like a ping pong table and so we're changing in there and i and i you know after the show you know i'm packing up da, 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 getting ready to go we go and and i'm like oh no that stone that crystal what happened and um, just even earlier, I was looking in my backpack. I was searching around in there. And I thought, where the heck? It's got to be in here. It's got to be somewhere. It's got to be somewhere. How could I just miss that? There's no way. Well, 
wouldn't you know, as I was looking in my suit bag just now, I found the crystal in the suit bag. I had my future selves back. This is what the whole point of this is, is that I had my, my, myself back then thought, hey, in order to not lose this, let me put it into, you know, this bag where he's going to put his pants and shirt and, his, and, and jacket and um, let's just put it in there because then it won't be lost. So I was so excited. I was so excited to find this. And so I had to tell you, right now I'm doing some interesting things. I'm working on a secret project. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, but I'm not going to tell anyone else, all right? Did I tell you this yet or not? I started this up. I've got three of them made now. i still got the other four guys. Um, they're going to be like trading cards. I think I said this already, right? They're going to be like trading cards. I'm going to airdrop these things at the shows along my way, along the thing. And I've a couple of these look really fun so far. So I'm just going to do this secretly. And just, you know, just blast them out there on the airplane, in the airport. Um... All over, all over, all along the tour. Um, so I can't wait to plant those little seeds because what's so cool about it is that they're free. They're not, there's nothing, I don't have to pay for any sort of like paper product or anything. I just got it. There it is. All right. I had to tell you that. I had to tell you that. I don't know what's coming up next. We might have a fun fact. We might have a... Um, oh, by the way, we still have the very last episode to release, which, you know, keep your ears out for that. Last episode with Cristo Rapolo, Martin Schmidt. Also, one more episode with Desert Fox and Foxy Lady. And then we got two episodes uh, with uh, a young mystery person who I met uh, uh, on TikTok and communicate with on Instagram, who's very, very highly evolved, I will say, for his age. He says a lot of things that I didn't know how to put into words back then and a lot of things that I just didn't know about back then. So this is one of those examples where, you know, where you go to your... You go, man, you know, I... Like that old song by, what is it, The Faces? I wish I knew what I know now. When I was younger, I wish that I knew what I know now. When I was stronger. It's like that. And this kid is starting at that, at that base thing, basically. See, this is a funny thing. Oliver is like looking at me. He he wants to eat something. And I got wet food. I got dry food. And then what? Treats. And that's it. So I try to put treats in the dry food. What? Huh? I don't I don't know what you want me to do for you. What do you want me to do for you? 
on to the next thing. Thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto. my mind that you were just listening to Yachtly Crew on the radio and I just got into your Uber and now here we are. I mean, that's just astounding. Yeah, there it is. You got KLOS on your radio right now. Oh my God, this is crazy, dude. This is crazy, dude. So we're playing a show tonight um, in Bakersfield and wow, this is nuts, dude. That out of all the people in the world, I'm the person you picked up and out of all the radio stations in the world, you listen to that radio station at that moment in time. It just blows my mind. Oh my God. We're at yeah, we're at the whiskey tomorrow. So tonight we got uh, 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 something called the Jamboree and um, Keep Calm Jamboree out in Bakersfield, and then um, yeah, and then tomorrow the whiskey, which we love playing at, and that's where we're gonna debut our song for the first time on stage. And uh, so then we can tell people like, oh yeah, you know, we're on we're on Spotify. Wow, so that's. I played. Uh, I had. Five years of piano lessons, 13 years of drum lessons, and played drums professionally for five. Wow! Wow! What are some of the projects you worked on? Nothing here in California, and it's been... Well, where well, what were they? Where, where, where was it? Oh, in Wisconsin. I'm from yeah. the Chicagoland area. Oh, yeah. That's great. So you're from Wisconsin. Yeah. So the band that I was in, the last one I was, I was in a... Okay, so piano I'm not very good at. <laughs> I can only play the note <clears throat> pretty much all classical. But I really oh wow! Suck. I really kind of suck at it, but drums I'm pretty good at. I I can play a note and a ear both, and because of 20 years of doing it, I played in blues, jazz, rock, hard rock, classic rock, country. Wow! I played a lot of weddings. Like when we were active, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we were booked for like a year in advance. Wow! That's incredible. It's been a couple of decades since they've been picked up sticks. Incredible. Wow. That says a lot about the vibe that you guys put out there. You know, I mean, you wouldn't be getting these sold-out shows or anything like that if you didn't put out that that good vibe. Yeah, we played a... God, we played a shit ton of weddings. I mean, every weekend we had at least one wedding. A lot of times wow. two. And then we had one gig that would... would uh, oh, do you mind turning down the music just a little bit just so I can hear you a little better? Okay, thank you, thank you. Yeah, one, uh... I just like learning about people. Yeah, so one was... Uh, Supper club that would hire us uh, Fridays. You know, they would do the whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they would do us. They'd book us once a month, and we were there every month, you know. But that was kind of cool because there was no tear down in the setup. So once you set up, you're good for oh for three days. That's always good. Yeah. How many guys were in your band? Just four. Oh, four of you. Uh, we built off as a country band, but we ended up playing because of weddings. I mean. You know, it was kind of nice to get into the supper club because then we could get into more of the the whole genre of the music. But and it was just cover band. But we, uh, we ended up playing like a lot of Johnny Cash, Buddy Holly, Elvis, Leonard Skinner. We did some big band like Glenn Miller. We did that. Incredible. Um, some jazzy type stuff. Some blues stuff. Our lead singer was female she could yodel <laughs> that is awesome so the, uh, it's so funny i was just recently talking with a friend of mine they're like oh yeah well i pretty much only know how to yodel i go well let's make a yodel band where you you know you add some yodeling to it that's great they add yodeling in there it's very unique um, but a lot of the grandparents would love that at the weddings they get that couple of yodel songs in there um, anyway. a lot of 
That's awesome. <laughs> so you, so you, you were very versatile. Yeah. Yeah, drums are pretty decent now. Do you still uh, play in bands? No, I haven't even picked up sticks in like 20 years. Oh my gosh, you don't just, you know, there's like there's a place on Lancashire over there called Amp. And uh, you could just rent it out. Like, you know, some of the rooms are 25 bucks an hour, 30 bucks an hour. But they got a drum set in there. They got, you know, I mean, amps and stuff. And I would go in there and I would jam with my sister. And uh, so, you know, maybe just to, like my old apartment manager, he, he's a drummer. And so he'll just rent like an hour of amp studios so he can just just be loud and play his drums. And, you know, I think it's always important for art, artists to be able to, really give themselves as many opportunities as possible to dig back into those things that they're passionate about. Oh, I'm sure. It's not piano, because I remember some stuff that's really complicated and it would show my five years of lessons, but then other stuff that's real basic, I don't have a clue on. Mm. <laughs> I tried taking lessons again in my early 30s, and so the, the teacher was laughing. She goes, your memory on piano is like Swiss cheese, because she had to evaluate where I was at, you know? Uh-huh. She said the same thing. That's who gave me the analogy. Oh, that's amazing. That you're really good at some things. But so to, to re-teach uh, you, we'd have to start like at the pre-kindergarten level. But you would blow through that real quickly and get caught up. But we'd have to fill in the gaps of what you've forgotten. Ah. Uh, you had to get you comfortable in those arenas, yeah. right? So that once you feel like you could stretch out there, then you're like, all right, cool. I got a handle on this. We're good to go. I just wasn't really ready to commit to relearning, I guess. But drums has always become very easy for me and because I played across a lot of genres. I was in a lot of different bands. You know, I was in a Christian band first, and then I got offered a gig with another band from there. They heard me play in a church, and then they're like, well, you know, this wouldn't conflict. You know, that's how it started off. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, we play on, you know, we play in bars. And uh, so I went from Christian to hard rock. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's probably my uh, start getting too hard. And that's my least favorite music. But the classic rock is really what I enjoy the most. The Leonard Skinner, Cheap Trick. Oh, yeah. Head East, if you remember them. <laughs> what, what was their name? Head East. Oh, they it sounds familiar. First concert I ever went to was Head East was the headliner, and Cheap Trick was the opening band for Head East. Oh, wow. And they were nothing. No one knew who they were. Who the hell is this, Cheap Trick? And uh, we heard them and we're like, oh, my God, they're, they're better than Head East. And we were jokingly saying it. And it wasn't more than a month and bam, they had it. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's incredible how that happens. Yeah, that would have had to have been in 1975, maybe, somewhere in there. Wow. It's interesting how the stories, you know, change and how they take us along and how they evolve. And, you know, like you were saying, you go from a Christian you know, play, singing Christian music, and then, and then it transforms over to more hard rock. Well, I did the hard rock, and then I didn't, I mean, I, I, I'm, because it's my least favorite, I, you know, I'm probably not a great hard rock drummer. I can get through it, and mm -hmm. and I can handle it, and you can tell that 
I know my way around the drum set, but I'm not a hard rock drummer, so therefore mm. probably transferred in the music. Uh, so I left that and did a jazz band. That was fun. And I did a blues. They did some blues type stuff too, but and then from there I got picked up then by the last band I was with that they build off as country and I'm like, well, I can play country. It's yeah, we'll see, but they let me kind of fill in and let me get that little bit of rock flair into it. So it's it great. It was fun to play with them because yeah. uh, they would typically take the song, and uh, each of the four people would get their little solo in almost every song. Oh, that's great. And sometimes it was just a little riff, and, and other times you had a steel guitar player that uh, you know they have the uh, the what do they call that with the, in Nashville. Opryland? Oh, 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 right. Okay, so in Wisconsin, they have the Wisconsin Opry. Oh, wow. And, you know, it's it's in Wisconsin Dells, which is a big tourist. I was just going to ask you, is that like in Wisconsin Dells or something? It sounds like it would be in, a, yeah. in an area like that. So we had the steel guitar player from there. And uh, he, was, he was really good, but he had decades of playing live experience. And so... I think that was his idea to uh, give each person, you know, the lead guitar got their got their little solo in, and our lead, the lead singer was a bass guitar player, so she would get a little solo in, and they'd give me a little solo, and then him the solo. Oh, that's great. In, in most of the songs, and of course, I had to match the songs. So. So then, and then how long ago was that, the last time you played? Uh, 1980. <laughs> well, you must have had the hankering to play play more through the years, right? Like, you're like, oh, man, i got to just dig in there. I have, but it's hard to give. Ah, uh, there he is. Oh, He's sorry. our next buddy we're picking up. now 5.33. Today is the 23rd of May. Yesterday was the Keep, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Keep Calm Jamboree. Um, th- this episode is all about leading up to that, and I, I'm just blown away, aren't you, about the synchronicity that that was experienced there in, in the uh, Uber? My goodness. Blows my mind. Blows my mind. So... Um, blows my mind. I did my, uh, I did the transformative shifting cube again today, this morning. So can't wait to see what kind of extraordinary synchronicities are going to evolve throughout today even more. So we're at the uh, whiskey right now. Um, oh, then it's right. It's the 23rd, 23, 23 is the number of synchronicity, 5, 32, number of synchronicity. Whiskey Go Go. We're going to do another sailed out show. We're going to be playing tonight. I cannot wait. Um, and so, yeah, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening to the episode. And the next episode is uh, some of my interviews. Uh, I'm talking with some of the people around the event before the show. So I'll try to get that out as fast as possible. And then remember, there are lots of other shows coming out that. Um, you're going to want to listen to because there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, education 
going on in there. Learning about things that many of us have never experienced before. I just love that stuff. All right. Um, thanks for listening to Inspirado Projecto. Thank you, Henry D. Horace, for the fun fact. Thank you, Blythe Baines, for opening up the show. And thank you, Jay Asang from Twin Peaks, for closing out the show. By the way, Yachtly Crew does, in fact, have a new song out. Check it out, Sex on the Beach. It's on Spotify. If you're listening to this on Spotify, it's also on iTunes. And plus, you can always use the song in your, um, like, on Instagram and TikTok. So you can, you can search for it on there and use it in your stories if you want. All right. Take care. Talk to you later. Hi, this is Jay Ossing from Twin Peaks The Return. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. It's a face palm, a face palm, a balm of calm, like an napalm bomb. It's a face palm, a face palm, crumbly malm of loamy alms. And how soon do you think you to, to do it again? It's a face palm, a face palm, Caracom alms playing Brahms on prom. And how soon do you think you to, to, to do it again? And the homes from Guam, Guam's the cable comes. Are the Grom Rom Diatoms Glom in their moms? It's a face palm, a face palm. The book of Psalms and Rhymes and Rums. And how soon do you think you'll do it again?